What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Baker Turtle Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Scott Baker, and uh, we are back again once again. And this is your weekly reminder to read and watch One Piece. I uh, greatly appreciate that. Um, but we're going to get into this this episode. Um, this one is a little uh, freestyle riffing, uh, venting kind of podcast. Um, there's a lot of things going on right now in the world and you know it's just a lot on my mind and i don't know i just i just uh have to i have to bust one of these out and get my thoughts collected and and uh organize everything and <clears throat> figure out what the hell what the hell are we doing what like why are we where we are right now you know with the whole russia ukraine thing biden is making everything's wor- everything worse by escalating with words uh, we've got Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. We got, you know, uh, uh, we're going to be expecting food shortages, inflation, gas prices are through the roof. What the hell is going on? Is the is the world on fire? Because you know, that's that seems like that the next thing that's gonna happen. All the freaking the all the plagues are coming out. What next? Are we gonna have some locusts coming through? I don't know, but shit is not looking pretty good. And hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you know just it i'm just see, saying it how how it is how i see it it's just shit is not looking good at all I'll, of the 30 years i've been on this planet in this universe this is uh probably the um the worst the world has felt and everything so let's figure this shit out man let's just figure it out let's figure out what what are we doing wrong here what how you know cause and effect how do we get here what caused this and what is the effect that's going on you know all the obstruction and and of our you know views of what's really going on there's a lot of smoke and mirrors and stuff and and everything and i don't know it's just it it doesn't something doesn't feel right and i know a lot of you out there are feeling the same thing you know there's a lot of things that things that don't feel right and you know we keep pointing the fingers at each other and saying it's you guys no it's you guys no it's 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 the it's the it's the alt-right it's the no it's the the nazis no it's the it's the far left woke people no it's the it's the you white nationalists it's racism it's white privilege it's systemic racism supremacy and it's it's bigotry and and uh it's the west it's america it's it's russia it's it's this it's it's the middle east it's all man everybody's blaming each other it's 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 you know and you know one thing that i don't hear a lot of people mentioning is that it's us (laughs) it's you know point the finger inward you know like it's it's you it's me it's us like what we're doing something wrong and we got it we got to fix it somehow what are we going to do to fix it and you know that's that's what i i try to do that's what i'm good at and that's what i i mean i don't want to you know sound like i've got a uh an ego about it i'm not saying you know like oh i'm i'm, a, I'm an expert at this but 
it is something that I like to do and then I love to do, which is problem solving. You know, that's um, a skill of mine. But yeah, let's, you know, let's get into it, guys. We're going to take our first break here. We're going to be listening to Three Doors Down, some kryptonite and uh, figure out what the hell are we going to do? What are we doing and how do we fix it? guys classic kryptonite by three doors down and uh yeah so you know what are we doing here what's what's going on what's going on in the world so you know as as a lot of you may notice your pockets are hurting my pockets are hurting with with everything that's going on inflation gas prices why are gas prices this high um that's what i'm wondering you know there's there's a lot and this this seems tends to be a a theme that i'm noticing that there's a lot of effects a lot of things happening uh in the world and it's really kind of hard to find out the cause what's causing it what's why um and perfect example are these gas prices things because i don't even know how they set the price first of all i get i thought it was that you know these uh um oil companies or these you know, I don't. I don't even know. So maybe some government sets the price. Is it? Is it by uh, uh, supply and demand? Is it the market? Free market? I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think there's people who set the price, and that's just what you got to buy it at. <laughs> and uh, 
<coughs> because gas is so uh, necessary and it's such a, um, a commodity that is needed in life and it's used all the time for everything. It's not like someone can set a price and be like, nah, and then just say, I'll, I'll just go without it. It's obviously the demand is super high <clears throat> and the supply is getting low. So, you know, by basic economics, you can figure that out. But why is the supply low? Why is the demand high? You know, those are the questions. You know, we're trying to get people to, you know, the whole clean energy, the let's get go green and climate change and all this stuff about <clears throat> getting the environment friendly and you know being helping out the environment by and there's a bunch of things that people think that will help you know think people think uh, switching from meat to plant-based protein um, will help the environment some are thinking we should switch from gas to uh, electric from coal and uh and oil to um solar and wind and all that stuff and and uh you know getting rid of plastics and all that. that's it's a whole whole change to the whole dynamic of how we run the world you know a lot of um a lot of things are made of plastic which requires petroleum and um you know fossil fuels and all that stuff and and uh it's just it's you know, there's blame being put on Russia for why our gas prices are so high. And uh, I will give uh, some credit to that because you know, ever since that, the price has hiked pretty steeply. But before the whole Russia-Ukraine thing, the prices were already going up. Uh, they were already like getting super crazy expensive and stuff. And I remember when trump was president it was it was going down and i was like shocked i was it was like the first time in a long time that i started seeing gas at like under two dollars or like around two dollars and two something and and here in california it's it's that's super rare to see uh gas under three dollars uh per gallon so i remember seeing that and thinking like wow like you know things are looking pretty good and then like a year year or two later uh gas is going up up past three up past four and it's just like okay when it was hitting four i was like all right this it's this is pretty expensive uh for something like 440 450 and i'm like okay this is like i mean i've seen five before but that's like that was a like super expensive and i wouldn't go there like i get um and right now it's it's about six six something and i've never seen gas prices these high this high and uh, i think a lot of it has to do with with uh with what happened with the economy shut economy shutting down during 2020 for covid um about uh obviously yeah i do think the ukraine russia situation is playing a part and the sanctions as well um but you know you got you got to think about you gotta, there's a lot, like so many mitigating factors, like the fact that Biden shut down the Keystone XL pipeline. Um, and that obviously has pros and cons. You know, there's there's uh, legitimate reasons for um, why it should have been shut down. You know, there was um, it's not entirely safe. It's uh, the, I guess it, it was going to go through like a water reserve up up in um, northern America. 
uh, kind of like by the Dakotas. It was also, I guess, going through a very sacred burial site for indigenous Native Americans. Uh, so they were part, I remember them protesting that. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's not, um, a hundred percent safe. You know, there, there can be leaks and issues and stuff like that. But then, you know, there's also a bunch of plus sides. There's a bunch of pros to it. Um, you know, we'll be less dependent on other countries for oil. Um, and it'll make it cheaper. Um, it'll grow the economy. There's a lot of things that can, that can help it out. So it's obviously, you know, in life is never like a, 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 a clear answer, a clear choice. Cause it's all just trade-offs it's, it, in life when it comes to decisions, especially, especially political and economic, it's very, uh, much so all about trade-offs. Like if you want something, you got to give up something else. And, and that's with everything. So you always got to take that in consideration. And it's, it's sometimes you're stuck in a decision between two wrongs to like two bad things. And you just got to pick the one that's the least, bad and uh we're, we're stuck in these all situations because if you think about it we're all like being and i hate to use the word controlled but we're all being like uh um yeah controlled by these people in positions of power and and you got to think about who you know we have you know i get a little conspiratorial here a little off the um deep end sometimes about how there's like a shadow government and um we have like a, a a facade of a democratic nation um it's democratic to a point but obviously bad actors are gonna do as much as they can to take advantage of things find loopholes and like say, use technical talk to be like technically it's legal and there's a lot of not a lot of like ethics and morals going around where they're like really thinking deeply about uh, their actions and and how it affects people and it's more so like can i get away with this is this legal you know there's a lot of people who think in terms of like is this legal and i attribute i attribute a lot of this disillusionment of ethics and morals and and people picking profit over uh people and and uh all the corruption and the gaslighting and the lies and the and the uh um, power plays, everything, all, I kind of attribute it to the fact that we are uh, becoming f faithless in a sense that, you know, I forgot who pointed it out, but I heard like some, I'm going to be paraphrasing here, but some statistic where um, back in the 50s and 60s, uh, most, I, I don't want to just make up a number, but I would say definitely more than half of American families uh, would attend church back in the day. And every, a lot of people would say that they did believe in a higher power, a God, they had a, a religion, they prayed, um, they believed in certain things that had traditions and customs and, and all that stuff. And it was a centralizing uh, thing where uh, where people were able to to reflect on their own morals and ethics and 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 just the dedication of time to thinking about higher morals and principles and stuff like that. And and if you dedicate time to it, you're going to it's it's especially with a group of people where there were more brains who come together. And it's like this weird, uh, like, uh, um, 
not a mob sense, but like group think, like how to explain it, like kind of like when you go at a concert or when you're at like a comedy club or you're in a movie theater or something, when you're around a group, a lot of group of people and you're all tuned in to the same thing, like you're all listening to the concert, you're all uh, watching this person on stage or you're all watching a movie, there's a bunch of people doing the same activity, like something happens in, in, in my opinion, with the group of people where there's like this shared, uh, this shared energy of, um, whether it's laughter, whether it's, uh, whether it's, you know, like a horror movie, everybody's all scared or whether it's anger or happiness or, um, joy or whatever, like you kind of can feel the crowd and it's almost like uh, we chameleon ourselves. Like it's it, we're very weird psychologically that way um, in social situations where we conform to the crowd and like it's like it's almost like we become less individual and more of like a um, a group organism, like a hive organism, kind of similar to ourselves, where we are made up of you know billions and trillions of cells and bacteria in our body, and they're alive and you know, the cells are, you know, doing their thing and they make tissue and then the bacteria are doing your thing in the gut and everything. And then we all it's, and we are we just call ourselves one or like a, a country, like a, a bunch of people. And you just say, like, oh, America thinks this America thinks that and it's like we're grouping a bunch of people into like this category. And it's like everybody kind of um, is homogenized to to be part of this group. And I think. I think that's what we used to do when it come to came to church, but the focus wasn't so much like uh, indulging in materialistic stuff, like like a like uh, I mean, not that music is materialistic. Um, what's I'm, I'm, it's not that word's not materialistic that I'm trying to use. Maybe it's entertainment, um, uh, but it's it feels uh, not that music is music isn't deep. Music is, of course is deep. Um, and, uh, I, I think concerts are a great thing. You know, all these group things like a comedy show or like a, a big lecture hall or all, I think these are great is amazing. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't think that we are spending a lot of time, um, using that tool to get people to start thinking about what, how we should act, especially when it comes to our morals and stuff. And I guess, um, it's been replaced by uh, education, perhaps. I mean, in school, and probably that's why there's a lot of like social social justice going on in college. People are feeling this moral obligation to, you know, right the world and to do good with a capital G, right? And I think, like I said, I think this all stems from a, a sense of secularism, where not that that secularism is bad. It's just we. You know, like just like Nietzsche said in the in the 19th century, you know, God is dead. So what is it that people people serve themselves to? You know, what are we serving? Are we serving ourselves, our own needs? Is that is that selfish? Um, is that is that uh, egotistical? Is that um, narcissistic? Maybe there's uh, some weird 
pathological mental illness going around. Like, I mean, and perfect example, I, I want to segue. I gotta talk about it. But the whole Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. What the fuck was that about? Um, <laughs> man, I don't even know. I've, I've heard and watched and listened to so many takes on that. It's it's a slap heard around the world. Right. Um, but we I mean, there's a lot about that. And, and to me, it reminds me of um, and I don't I hate to compare it and equate it this way, but kind of like 9-11, where it's like you see something happen and then there's the facts, you know, there's the facts of you can break it down and, and write it down of what happened, literally. So like with 9-11, it was just like, you know, there's buildings and two towers, I mean, uh, two planes crashed into the two towers and it exploded and uh, they were the planes were hijacked and they ran them into the airplanes and the, and the towers eventually caved in and fell. Like those are the facts. But then when we talk about what does that mean, you know, people were saying like, oh, America's under attack. And and uh, now, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, there's this new podcast I'm listening to. It's called Know Thyself. And they're they introduced talking about the occult. And that's what this reminds me as, as well. There's a, the occult and occult has like a negative connotation, even though it's not that negative, really. It's uh, just a description word. Uh, basically means that things that are hidden from sight things that are hidden for people to see um but they're still there and in this case there's a lot of there when something happens and it's like it's uh it's hard to figure out what exactly that means like what what's gonna happen uh or why you know there's a bunch of stuff that revolves around it that we we can't wrap our heads around and when it came to 9-11, it was just like, that's something that just people's eyes were just glued on. They just had it like it was just in people's minds all the time. It was just such, such a crazy event. And like I said, I don't want to equate the whole Will Smith, Rock, Chris Rock thing to 9-11. It's nowhere near on that scale, nothing like that. But what I'm saying is I still see a similar phenomenon in the sense that everybody is uh, attended to it. Everybody's eyes are glued to it. Everybody's figuring out figuring out what the hell happened, why, what's going on, what does this mean? What what where are we in society to where that something like that can happen? And you know, the facts of the whole Will Smith Chris Rock situation is that just like every year at the Oscars, there's a, like a comedian or some sort of host. You know, I remember Kevin Hart was supposed to host at one time and then he got like soft canceled, I guess. Um, I remember the infamous Ricky Gervais uh, uh, year where he just went off on everybody. And uh, but it's it's not uh, an uncommon thing where, you know, the host is kind of like a, a roaster jokester where they're just like cracking jokes in between nominating for the awards and stuff. And this year it was Chris Rock. And, you know, it's it's also customarily known in like comedy clubs or anywhere where there's like a comedian who's going to be making jokes or it's roasting or whatever. If you sit in the first row, you're like your bait to be made fun of. And and the idea of, of if you're going to go somewhere where, you know, there's going to be laughs and jokes and stuff like that, it's all in good fun. Like you can't like you don't take it personally and, and too hard. And and that's that's like that's the the prerequisite you you sign up for when you know that there's going to be a comedian it's just all it's supposed to be in good faith and anyways chris rock going to making jokes and the fact is that he you know he's he was just making jokes and he eventually was talking about uh will smith's wife jada pinkett smith and he was like he made something like a joke about 
oh, uh, GA Jane 2, um, uh, can't wait to see it, you know, something like that. And, uh, you know, people were laughing. I heard it. I did hear a few like, ooh, you know, because it's a bald joke. It's a bald G.I. Jane joke, right? Because the idea is that G.I. Jane back in the day was dem uh, played by Demi Moore and she shaved her head for the role. So she's you know, it's a bald chick joke, right? Bald girl. And Jada's bald. And because, you know, they say because she has alopecia and alopecia isn't like some weird like like bad disease it's not like she's i mean depends on how you define suffering but she's not really like suffering in pain or anything it's just the term that means hair loss and most people in life will, will experience alopecia if they reach uh, an age old enough um you know my mom has it uh i know a bunch of people that have it and it's not this uncommon thing and so i guess jada because she was losing hair and just decided to just rock the new style and shave it. And that's what most men do anyway. You know, the whole male pattern baldness thing. That's a genetic thing. It's it's it affects mostly men anyway. And people have made bald jokes for centuries, years. Like, I, I mean, it's a it's a bald joke. It's funny. And so I guess because of that um, and even Will Smith was laughing. He uh, he was laughing at first. But then you, you see in Jada's face and she was not laughing. She was just like, mm. And she seems like, I don't know, I don't like Jada. Um, I don't really know much about her. But what I do know is, you know, just because of the zeitgeist of mainstream, how the whole, uh, they were in a, uh, what was it, entanglement? Remember the whole red talk table thing she had with Will Smith and talking about their open relationship and how she was fucking some other guy named like this August character. I guess he had stayed and did in their bed or whatever. And there's the memes, the memes of Will Smith's face of, uh, you know, devastation. Like he's going through it, man. And, and being a man and like, and he's like how he is. And not to say that I know Will Smith, but he seems like, you know, pretty macho kind of guy. He's like alpha kind of, uh, um, like kind of, not controls he kind of like uh um uh yeah i guess like controls the room like he uh he's a presence and you know he's got like a and every guy's got an ego and even girls obviously but um you know there's there's a weird gender thing to it when it comes to being a man and like some you know stereotypes and some uh um Ex, uh, expectations put on men about being like alpha and macho and man and all this stuff and so this i i can understand how the whole jada being in an entanglement with uh this guy and having an open relationship and the way she talked about it is very demasculating in my opinion um for will even with his face so and to think that like your your wife your girl your queen is wanting wanting something from another man because you can't give it to her man that's got to be uh that's got to be that's got to hurt um so and maybe and this was clearly white knighting on will smith's part but like i said he was laughing at first jada wasn't and then for some reason seconds after chris rock made that joke um we see Will Smith go up on stage. He's just walking straight to Chris Rock. Chris Rock's seen him coming. He's laughing. He, I, I assume he doesn't know what he's about to do. Maybe he's about to, like, take the mic from him or something. Or, like, maybe play around. You know, because that's happened sometimes where they're, like, pretend to be upset when they're not. But he just straight up went up in front of him. I slapped the shit out of him. And just walked away. 
didn't say nothing, just slapped him. And it's just, what? Like, man, I can break that down. Um, yeah, let's, let's break that down after the break right now. But, man, like, yeah. And then and then Chris Rock's response was like, wow, man. Like, he's like, you just slapped the shit out of me. And then uh, he's like, Will Smith go back to his seat and yells out, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> and uh, Chris Rock is like, wow, dude. Wow. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Like, he's just kind of like, bruh, like, what the fuck? Like, it was just a joke. And Will Smith doubling down still saying, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And then it was like the room went dead quiet. And that was one of those situations kind of like when you're at home and you got like an alcoholic, abusive dad. And, you know, you know, it's all good. And then all of a sudden something happens where, you know, I don't know, maybe you you dropped a cup or you spilled a drink or you broke a thing or or um, something happened where it's a mistake and something messed up. And then the dad just kind of just flips and just like uh, starts yelling or it's just like there's a total mood change and everybody's just kind of like shuts the fuck up, eyes wide open, kind of like, wow, that's like it's scary. And it's also a weird like awareness moment of everybody's just like wow this dude is something is off with this dude something is wrong with this guy because we all realize that like he's joking and you you took it that way like some it's it makes you think that there's got to be something else going on here because you can't you cannot just slap someone because they made fun of you they made a joke about you especially when that's the job it's not like it's not like he uh it was uh, in a different context, the context literally is Chris Rock's up on stage making jokes. That's the thing. And man, but yeah, let me, let's take a break. I've been talking a long time. Um, and when I get back, let's break it down a little bit more about what the fuck that means. And then I'll try to transition into more like broader scale things in life. But I think this whole Will Smith, Chris thing is just a big, is a perfect microcosm of kind of what's been going wrong with the world and what's going on. But uh, our next break we're going to be taking, uh, we're going to be listening to Interpol, one, one, a great band. I like them. Um, this one is called Take You on a Cruise. All right.
All right, y'all, that is Take You on a Cruise by Interpol. And uh, I just want to read some comments real quick that uh, that I read. And I even left my own comment, but there's this video I watched where some guy's reacting to it. And um, so I, I, I'll read my comment first. And this is this pretty much sums my like my biggest point about this. Um, but I'll just read it here. So I said, uh, for some weird reason, our culture is shifting into thinking it's OK to respond to hurt feelings from words with violence. Uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Yeah. Um, you know, I heard that phrase all the time growing up. And so it was, it was taught to me by my parents. And the lesson is that, you know, people, there's going to be people in the world that are going to say some stupid shit. And, um, and I can get into another side tangent about like perceptions and like, uh, perceived intention. And, and, you know, if there's, I've talked about it before on my podcast about the difficulty of communication through words and all that stuff, because sometimes we can't properly express what we really want to say or what we really feel because of the limitations of language. But um, yeah, that's a side tangent. But, you know, the whole idea that words will never hurt me is like they're just words. And so it's like you, you, you the free will that we have as humans is our ability to decide how to react to things. Um, so. You got to remember words can't hurt you unless you let them hurt you, um, unless there's something within you that is that is allowed to be hurt uh, like you allowed that. Um, and yeah, that may, some people might say, oh, that's victim blaming. Like, I, I don't care, honestly, but um, I've always had that feeling of like people can say whatever the fuck they want. I, I really don't care. Like, <laughs> I don't care what somebody says to me. And yeah, um, you know, there's going to be moments of a lapse of of judgment of, of, of character where um, I fail to live up of who I want to be or who I am. And so that you might, you know, make mistakes and and react in, in, in a bad way. But yeah, anyways, I'm just going <laughs> to I went on a little side tangent. Then. Let me continue reading what I said. I said, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's assault. And this isn't something we should be condoning. It's amazing to me that nobody did anything about it. And the consequence of that may be that people may think that it's now okay to answer words with physical violence. That is not okay. Um, so, and then a couple more comments. Um, you know, obviously respect to Chris Rock right here. Respect to Chris Rock for maintaining his composure. I doubt that I would have been able to. Um, a lot of people respecting Chris Rock. And this is another good point. It says, what's incredibly frustrating about this for me is imagine being at a comedy show, walking on stage, hitting the comedian and not ending up locked up that night. But Will Smith gets applause. Exactly. And that's the whole like rules for thee, but not for me. Right. This whole elite class, this woke, we all these woke people. Hollywood is filled with woke people. This is the far left. These are the people who are who run basically the country. Right. You know what runs America is what's popular. You know, our the leader of our country is run by a popularity contest. Um, the things that we consume as entertainment are based on what's popular. Um, and and so to me, like what's what's popular right now is the left, the woke, the, the social justice of like saying like, oh, let's let's care for everybody. Like we're, we're we care about everyone. It's all about love. Um, let's not. Let's not say anything mean to anybody. Let's not fat shame anybody. Let's not have any transphobic, no homophobia, no bigotry, none of this. And it's it's often like so it's it's a uh, it, 
like and and saying that stuff it's not like i'm against that obviously not like if you you got to be like like a fool or something to not agree that we shouldn't have bigotry we shouldn't have uh we should treat people with respect we should we should not say mean things obvious these are obvious goes without stating saying but the problem is that when you're so focused on eliminating that when you're so focused on doing social social justice work like that when you just you're you're white knighting for everybody you just want to protect everybody and you're you want to defend everybody and um um and uh be all about like victims and the oppressed and like your like your virtue signaling of like hey i'm a good person i want to defend the weak people and this and that it's it gets to a point to where if you're so focused on that you're gonna find it everywhere you're gonna and and um not not in the sense that you're gonna find it everywhere you're gonna you're gonna see it everywhere because that's the whole perception thing right um and one one of these days, one of these days, I got to break down perception and the problems of it. But when it comes to things that you perceive, a lot of people right now are not getting taught uh, like critical thinking, logic, reasoning, rationality, and all this stuff. And 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 knowing that your perceptions could be wrong just because you perceive something to be that way does not mean that it is that way. And it, but just because you perceive that way and it means that it's not it doesn't mean that you're that it also isn't you know sometimes you're right sometimes you're right that the way you perceive something actually is that way but sometimes it's not and there's it's it's really really hard to validate that and to confirm if whether you're right or wrong um and it usually just ends up you end up figuring that out just through trial and error and it's just experiencing what happens after right um so yeah i think i lost my train of thought about what it was i talking about but but this whole idea that like you're you're gonna you want to protect people and like it's it's just a virtue signal to to let people know that you're a good person even though it's all words right it's all like an act and, and another thing that about this whole thing is that the fact that they are actors and it's like you know that whole i think it's called kfed but um kfib or something like that let me see if I can look it up, but it's the whole uh, wrestling mentality, right? Uh, K. Fed. Uh, WWE. Like it's like that whole idea of like a fake. Uh, K. Fed. Uh, no. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's to be fake. K. Fed. K. Fed. Uh, let's see uh dictionary.com so this let's what does kfeb mean so in professional wrestling the term kfeb refers to the practice of maintaining the illusion that everything is real including the scripted personas the rivalries the storylines um so it's kind of like uh it's like like improv in this in the sense that you're just like you're uh, or, or uh, no, no, what, what uh, method acting. It's kind of like method acting, right? It's, it's, or uh, when you're like, you know, you've heard of those actors where they're playing a role in a movie, but be, in, in order for them to get immersed into the role and to be a good enough actor, they become a method actor where they play, they're playing the part all the time, even when they're not being filmed for the movie. So just so they can get, feel like in the persona, in the body, they're, they're, they're taking on that persona and they're just playing it out and they're it's like real to them 
they're acting like it's real, right? Um, and you know, you see, like I said, th- like this definition says, you see this in wrestling mostly because it's all fake, but it's the illusion that it's real. Like if you tell someone it's it's fake, it's like the joke is that it, it is it is real. It's kind of like the whole Chuck Norris thing in a sense. Like people say like, oh, Chuck Norris, you know, is like this or um, Chuck Norris that, and and but we all know that it's not real, but we all we're all playing along as if it is and that's part of the joke but in this sense with the whole will smith thing and chris rock like it just feels like a movie scene like it feels like a weird act like it wasn't supposed to be real like he's it's it's a drama it feels dramatic um that oh he made fun of my wife i'm gonna go up there and slap you like it's it just feels so like what it doesn't feel real life and i think that's kind of like i said i want to transition and talk about the broader scale of things and i think this is a good microcosm of it because that's what it feels like all the time when it comes to like first like news like cable news like cnn msc fox news even even the president even like the spokesperson jen Psaki girl talking for the president and uh like all these um like dr fauci or like just the things that people are telling us that we know are lies but we just like we know they're lying they know that we know that they're lying but they're still doing it we're still going along with this fake play of this of like what the hell's going on like this whole russia ukraine war thing as well with biden what what is biden saying when he's over there like man like what are we doing having a geriatric president like that like he he's obviously mentally uh compromise in the sense that he he'll ramble on he doesn't know what he's talking about he'll mess up he'll say some things he'll he'll slip in the words and he'll think he's talking about one thing he's not like and he's over here talking about like oh putin can't stay in power and he's telling he's talking to some military some uh military um uh unit about how when they go to ukraine they'll see the people there fighting like what we're sending troops to ukraine what what um and then they're giving mixed signals about uh how how we should be treating uh, Russia and Putin and um, and sanctions as well. They're saying like, oh, sanctions um, are there to deter from what they're supposed to be doing. But then they're also saying sanctions aren't enough. And it's just like, oh, man, like it's, it really feels exhausting. It feels exhausting talking about it. Like it's it's consumed. It's everywhere. Like I'm over here talking to coworkers and they're saying like, oh, because, you know, it affects our every little day lives because right now they're talking about food shortages and that's a very real thing here that can affect us individually, like here at home. And so it obviously is, you're going to ask why, what's going on? And everybody's going to know, like, because they're saying because of the sanctions of Russia. So then it's like, wait, what's going on in Russia? And so it's like, it's almost like you can't exist right now without knowing about what the fuck is going on in the world. And it's like the whole, and, it, and another thing, the whole COVID thing, like that's, it feels like that's over, doesn't it? It feels like for some people, obviously not. Some people are still, um, like very aware of it and taking it seriously and still wearing masks and like all this stuff and are not, you know, thinking that it's over. But for the most part, I don't see it being talked about. I don't like the whole mask things is gone. Uh, they're not forcing people to be vaccinated for things. Um, it There's there's a lot of talk about just like kind of opening a lot of things back up. And before that, it was like it really felt like it was just for show, like it was just a um, putting on for a play or something or um, 
you know, theatrics, right? It, it just felt like theater, like, um, like where, like you seeing politicians or people in power who who decide policies, governors, mayors, um, you know, congressmen and and uh, um, senators and stuff like that. They're they wear masks on TV, but as soon as the cameras are off, they take it off and they're around people, talking to people within six feet, and it's just like, what the fuck are we doing? What? And it's, it doesn't make sense. It I'm and it gets me super frustrated because it's a bunch of bullshit. It's a it, it feels like like what are we doing? And it and it's driving me crazy because I'm trying to think like we're all just trying to live. We're all just we do, we we all want the same thing. We're all human. We're all trying to figure it out of like okay, let's you know let's 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 uh, build our oh, ourselves up individually like let's go to school let's get educated let's keep let's get our bodies nice and and working well like we don't, we don't want to be fucking like uh struggling to move through the world we want to be fit we want to be healthy want to be able to breathe we want to be able to do things and physically be able to do things climb stairs and run and and move around play with your kids uh, do fun things and and you know we want our body has to be like that we want our minds to be sharp we want to be able to be use logic reason we want to you know eventually we want to do things we love to do our passion we want to um find a career that can pay us good money for the things we love to do we, we don't want to go to work and hate our job we want to be going to work and feel like oh i love doing this and looking forward to going to work every day doing something you love feeling like what you do actually matters it's it's helping people and we get that intrinsic feeling of like yes like it feels good to help someone and to and to and to be that person in somebody's life that changed that affected them in a positive way and now it's like yeah, like the more people you you turn their life for the better, it feels good, and and then we eventually we want to have our own family, and we want we want someone to love. Like everybody wants someone to love, and someone to love us, and we want a family. We want we want a community. We want people who there who are, who we can trust, and we and we got their back, and they got our back. And if we ever need help, that they're there to help us. And of course, we want to help someone that we love, and we want to have children. We want to see the joy, the innocence of childhood, and and be a good parent and. Uh, provide for them and let them know like hey you know um life is amazing because you can do anything you want and you know give inspiration and hope and 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 inspire and dream and create realities that are awesome and we all want to do that i don't see i don't know why anybody wouldn't want to do that and if they say or they may think to lie to themselves and think that they don't want that to me it's only because they're suffering and they just feel like that's not possible or they don't feel like it's it's uh, practical or it, it'll ever happen or it, it can be reality or that maybe it's not as good as it sounds. But I think deep down, if, if you really think about it, that's what everybody wants. We just all want to thrive. And yet and yet we have people who are only thinking about themselves and using nefarious tactics to get what they want at the expense of others because to them it's like a, it's a, 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 a zero-sum game where it's just like well if uh, if i don't get it then somebody else will or kind of like or if you know like it's it, it feels like people feel like their opportunities are taken from them if somebody else succeeds so then it's just like well then i'm gonna take that opportunity i'm gonna use power and 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 
um, and nefarious tactics to um, get what I need and I want I want I need money I want I want this I want uh, a nice car I want a nice house I want good clothes I want to indulge in in vices like smoking drinking gambling um, sex uh, uh, drugs and and partying and like all these uh, debauchery stuff and it's just numbing from the pain of life of suffering and we're trying to figure that out of like how do you fix that and it's just it's such a complicated problem and it's just it's uh how to and 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 like like i said in the beginning of this like i'm i'm a problem solver so when i see a problem like this i just i can't help but like be drawn to try to fix it i can't resist trying to find a solution to something and when it's a problem this big and then i start to break it down and i I start to think like okay well this is caused by this and then this and it just keeps going like the the rabbit hole of how deep the causes are for the shit that we're in right now are so deep that it, it would take forever for it to be like explained and talked about and and uh, discussed and uh fixed through and everything like that and it's just oh man um but i think i think there's some people who are on the right on the right track there are some people and um we can't know ahead of time and it's all like it's all about an adventure of finding out and we're risking failing and that's to me that's that's a big part of life is just it's it's all risk it's trial and error and and figuring out what works through experimenting failing analyzing looking at where you went wrong deciding figuring out how to change that and then trying it again getting back up try it again with your new hypothesis and if that fails then again start all over again analyze where the fuck did it go wrong oh that's where it went wrong you know how can we do it differently okay well let's well, this could be different maybe i think if i do this then maybe it'll have a different outcome so like, all right next time let's try it that way so you try it that way boom it works you're like hell yeah so now you remember okay next time i'm in this kind of situation let's try that thing that worked last time you try it again it doesn't work like oh well maybe it was a fluke so it's just it's all a process and we all have to keep this in mind and we have to keep in mind that our knowledge and our uh our truth and understanding of the world is never complete nobody knows what is really going on so then when you hear people telling you how it is or facts and then they conveniently leave out specifics details like i hate when that happens i hate when people are generic and they they use a bunch of adjectives and i learned this in my creative writing class it's 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 a great lesson i learned is that show don't tell uh that's the that's the phrase show don't tell um because you don't want to manipulate people into feeling what you want them to feel like people are going to perceive things very differently and this is perfectly uh example of when it comes to um art uh whether it's uh language art like you know reading poems uh books uh um plays or uh whatever whatever is written right um that's liter language literature art um and then there's you know music what what you can interpret that many different ways um there's also um visual art there's uh 
um, and just a bunch of different ways of art of art that is very it's all subjective depending on the the viewer and you know the beauty is in the eye of the beholder kind of thing so it's it's all about the way you you perceive the world in that way and uh when we when we uh break down like how we look at the world we have to keep in mind that we could be wrong in our well not wrong but it there's no right and wrong that's the thing that's the problem there is no right and wrong in a, in a lot of situations so when someone says you're wrong um but someone says no i'm right it's like both are wrong in a weird way it's i don't know how to explain that but we have people need to learn some humility some empathy and some understanding and like the the get rid of the the condescending the self-righteousness the arrogance the 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 virtue signaling thinking that what you're doing you're on the right side of history and so it's it's such a, a motivating factor of justification so it, like it's it's a justification for the actions that you take it, it's it, it it makes people feel like what they're doing is it matters and that's that's what's lacking i think in a lot in the world bringing it back to an earlier point about the whole we're faithless and um there's not a lot of uh, people who are believing in like a uh, and i'm not saying you have to believe in god but you just i think there's got to be some things where you're just like all right these things i will not move on and i believe in this wholeheartedly and and we should be aiming towards up you know aiming up whatever that is you know like there's in living in this world there's no way to avoid um value structure like uh comparing what's better and what's not better and what's um that's that's uh a natural law like people need to learn about what like natural laws about the universe things that whether you notice it or not it's gonna be there like numbers you know the fact of numbers that is a natural law like we just it's something that is discovered not um not like created or anything like that it's something that's already there and as humans we recognize and discover it and knowing that there's there's something about the world that's there for us to discover in my opinion makes me feel like we're not the center of the universe like humans like conscious like human consciousness we're not creating our own reality kind of thing it's like there's there's something bigger than us that we are a part of and we're just like a small part of it and but we had got these huge egos and big heads and thinking that we can change the world and that we are the the shepherds of the world we are the people who are supposed to control the world and be the deciders like it's almost like we're trying to play god on earth and determine like what should be like what should um uh be and what is what should be right and this or that and it's just like man i i, I feel at some point right now, I, I got to stop rambling and venting and talking because I got other shit to do. But I could go on and on about this stuff. And I it wouldn't be very entertaining, I think. I think it would just be just for me of rambling and trying to figure out uh, things. But um, I think a lot of people are feeling it. I know I'm feeling it. I know a lot. I know there are some people around me who have said that they're feeling it. And. I think I think people are losing sight of what's in front of them and uh, 
not and trying to focus too much on big pictures of things and thinking they can tackle the big problems in the world without without seeing the little problems that are in front of them that they can handle um so anyways I, i've rambled along a, a lot right now and uh we're gonna take our last break and then um i'll wrap it up but shit you know what i'm saying anyways uh next song that we're gonna be playing is uh um right here hold up hold up oh shit I fucked up all right i gotta find that that song that i wanted to play with you guys but you know i played uh um on a cruise oh wait 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 wait, wait. was it um, no i wasn't black and blue where is it i know it's somewhere around here let me see if i can go back no i can't oh yeah let's listen here let's listen to uh mike snow black and blue i like that song um mike snow you guys should check them out and uh yeah so next up black and blue mike snow let's hear it black and blue by mike snow um great band all that stuff but i'm gonna be wrapping this podcast up i just want to like bring it full circle and just talk about you know try to end it on a positive note in the sense that yeah there's a lot of fucked up shit going on in the world but at least we have the freedom of speech to try to figure it out right at least we're just not there yet we're not in 1984 we're not in you know these dystopian um civilizations where we can't even think our way out um so i am still very grateful that you know it could be a lot worse and um the fact that i'm able to be here right now talking to my phone alone by myself and just saying whatever the fuck i want like anything i want right now and it's cool i'm not gonna get arrested um and you know it's not gonna affect my life i can say whatever 
and um and all that stuff but you know like there's there's some things going on in my life i gotta figure out and just as i was saying a couple minutes ago i think we you know as me being a problem solver obviously and i explained earlier you know you try to give your hypothesis of what you think how you think you could fix it how what you think you could do to change things and then you try it out and then you you test it and then you observe the results and you see whether it worked whether it didn't what didn't work did it not work and then um if it did work what what about it worked and if it didn't then what about it didn't you know things like that uh so looking at this as a problem solver and i'm trying to think well how do we solve this big ass crisis in the world and i keep going down the rabbit holes of causes and effects and cause and cause and cause and cause i think ultimately my hypothesis i think um like i said i think a lot of people are right on it and those people who are saying that we should be focusing on ourselves focusing on the on the things that are closest to us that we can change that we can affect and I think it's like starting small and getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and scaling out. And it could be like an exponential curve eventually. I think it, I think it is an exponential curve. I think that's how it goes. I think that's how a lot of things go um, when it comes to uh, action. I think momentum is huge. Uh, I think we underestimate momentum. And that's why whenever everybody, everybody already knows the cliche phrase that starting is the hardest part of any project anything you want to do getting started is always the hardest um not so much because getting started is hard it's the hardest because everything that comes after that is just easier if you if you understand what i mean like as soon as you start it's that's that's it's out of the way the anxiety like the the stress of doing it because i because when we're leading up to it all the, the thinking and the anxiety going into wanting to start something um like starting a new habit or like stopping something like any kind of change where you gotta like take action uh causes stress and anxiety and all that stuff but it's all anticipation it's all and I've said this before in the past, but I'll say it again. Anticipation and excitement are like two sides of the same coin. It's if it's it's similar to it's it's they're similar feelings. I think they 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 come from the root emotion, but one is negative, one is positive. It's all about uh, not knowing what the future holds, and then trying to anticipate and and um, what will happen if you think something bad is going to happen that's anxiety if you think something good is going to happen that's excitement so ex excitement and anxiety are like opposites to each other or like they're like polarities right poles and uh i think there's a lot of people who are anxious and not excited and maybe that has a lot to do with pessimism in the world and versus optimism and maybe we just don't have a lot of reasons to be optimistic but i think you know i read Candide way back in the day and that book changed my life and I think we should stay optimistic regardless because being pessimistic ain't gonna fix anything it's not gonna um uh yeah it may alert you to you're a little more sensitive to um <laughs> catastrophes and disasters and it insulates you from um suffering and stuff like that sometimes but I guess it all depends on your your personality are you high in neuroticism where you you uh your negative emotions are triggered really quickly you're affected very negatively all the time about things and it's easy for you to feel stressed anxious all this stuff then maybe yeah like you 
should do something about that. But someone like me and others who are very low in neuroticism and can handle stress, anxiety pretty well, like we, we got to stay optimistic because that's what will motivate us to take action for the good. And um, like I said, there's a lot of things that I got to do. I got, you know, I got situations with my father. I got to figure out situations with my with my family, my girlfriend, my daughter, um, my mother-in-law, my housing situation, my financial situation, my schooling situation, my job, my career, my life, everything. Um, and I'm sure everybody does, too. And from when I talk to people, that's what they talk. That's what I hear. You know, we're all trying to figure it out. Like I mentioned earlier, we all want we want that. But we're dumb apes. We we we're arrogant, self-righteous cocky egotistical apes that think we know it all and then when we try to get what we want and we fail we blame other people for why we failed instead of looking at ourselves and and analyzing our own actions and be like well where did i fuck up there and uh more people need to do that more people need to look at themselves ask themselves what you could have done differently even in situations where it looks like entirely not your fault i still feel like there is some responsibility to be taken there um like sometimes people put themselves in bad situations and they don't want to get themselves out of it and they they martyr themselves it's kind of like they know some they know they're going to be a victim in a situation but it's like they don't do anything about it and then when they're a victim they just they just like play that victim card and then even legitimately they yeah they legitimately might be a victim but it's like you put yourself there and you didn't really you saw the signs you didn't do anything about it so it's like there is still sometimes some responsibility to be taken when something bad happens to you and again i don't want to sh- victim blame and and say that it's all your fault you know but i just think that we kind of have a big part to play in the manifestation of our own lives and uh so i'm gonna take more i'm I'm gonna try to take responsibility of my life and the, and the bad shit that's going on and i be i mean this might not be healthy i don't know maybe it is um but you know people say that fat shaming can motivate people to become healthy and i've heard um many people who have been fat who ended up uh becoming fit and in shape and they feel better they're happier and all that stuff they've even ex- said that part of what motivated them was the fat shaming was the shame of feeling like they don't want they don't want to feel this way and so sometimes i think it could be a little healthy to you know some self-criticism to beat yourself up yeah still love yourself and still give yourself that that love and compassion that everybody needs but at the same time we're not like babying ourselves and you know it's not gonna help anybody by you know saying oh it's gonna be okay you know and not doing anything about it like you gotta you know i sometimes i leave alarms to myself saying you know like read you bastard like like the fuck or i say wake the fuck up you lazy ass like like i i beat myself up i don't there's a lot of things i don't like about myself like uh being late to work all the time i hate that like i it's so weird like and it's like i got a problem and and like i said i'm sure a lot of people have problems and it's just we we have to know that we're not alone that's why i keep bringing up the fact that like my shit and then i bring up the fact that a lot of people are going through the same shit because we often we have to know that we're not alone and it makes it feel it gives a little sense of relief like that we're all not we're not uh like we're not uniquely fucked up we're not uniquely stupid uniquely lazy like it's just a human condition that i think we fall into that it's an active 
fight that we have to fight against. And I know I'm lazy. I know that I can be, uh, you know, I too can be arrogant, cocky, selfish, all that stuff. But, you know, we're just trying our best. But anyways, I've gone on too long. I really have to go. Um, I hope this one wasn't too shitty, too negative or too like rambling or unentertaining, whatever have you. But I'm going to end this one, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you, everyone. Uh, I really, 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 really appreciate this. Uh, I'm going to be continuing, obviously, to do these podcasts. I got some One Piece ones coming up. Again, please read, watch One Piece. Amazing. Um, great inspiration um, in there and good themes and shit. But, um, you know, I hope that we can all have a lot of compassion for each other in the world. And um, let's have some peace and love and, and realize that, you know, we could be wrong. And, you know, we're all like treat others as you would want to be treated and even treat yourself as you would treat someone else that you love and all that stuff. But anyways, I'm going to be uh, ending this one with the Little Root Town uh, theme song from Pokemon. And until then, everybody, please practice your peace and love, peace and love even to yourself. And until next time, I'm out.